welcome. Oh. Welcome. Broadcasting live from Tony Stark's Tower. This is the Mar- <laughs> Marvel cast for the Marvel Cinematic Universe official podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we're broadcasting to you live from the freaking uh, Disney Vault. Uh, for all my real cinema heads out there, y'all Disney, know what that is? Disney Vault. The thing yeah. they, they they put movies into as an ad campaign for like 50 years and then just released online onto an online streaming platform. <laughs> yeah, it's the future of cinema. But that was pretty funny. <laughs> like I remember like you'd see ads in like the 90s and 2000s that are like going into the vault, buy it for the last time ever or it's- Oh. It, it, it was a real oh. thing. Yeah, they were like they were like Snow White going into the vault. You'll never be able to buy it again. It's <laughs> like a hostage situation. No, exactly. And then they just released all of it online. Yeah. Dude, Disney rules, man. They own everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this uh, podcast is paid for by the Walt Disney Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I freaking love Disney and Marvel and McDonald's and... Um, I mean, brands are religion. Brands yeah. are life. Brands are my friends. Dude... You know who like you know who like sincerely like really love brands who? are students. And you know, no, no, it's so, they no, it's love so true. brands. It's so true. I, they, but they, and, and they like they like know them all, and I don't know anything. So like like one day one day this like student I don't know how but left his shoes in in my room. And, yeah. And then kids come in and and literally for the five periods afterwards go yo. Who's Kawhi's are those? I'm like, how do you know? How do you know those are Kawhi's? How do you know? Or, or sorry, sorry, Kyrie's, not Kawhi. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. how do you know that though? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when Disney, like literally the day of Disney Plus came out, they were like, "Mister, you're gonna get Disney Plus." <laughs> Looking into the camera. Like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're both teachers. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's great. Yeah. By the way, By the uh, way. you know. Uh, we're basically heroes and everyone yeah. has to listen to this podcast no, because everyone has to listen to teachers. Uh, we're educators. We're holding the minds of the future. Uh, we yeah. both work in, 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 in city schools like heroes, you know? We, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh God. But for real, here we are. Hello, Will. Hey Alex. We're back. We're, the, the boys are back in a different yeah. setting now. Because, you know how, One like... One last job. You know how, like, uh, oh, who was it? Um, Thomas Edison tried a bunch of different, you know, inventions. You mm-hmm. know, that, that's how this is, too. You, like, keep trying different things. Yeah, and, and, and slowly less and less of your friends listen to it. <laughs> right. <and laughs> we, we, we ruined a lot of the goodwill with the last one because we got... <laughs> we had a pretty good following there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's so hard. I mean, like we're the exception, you know, because we're we're kind of cream of the crop here. But like, it's it's really hard to get multiple hosts across different time zones to no, record it, something. It really it's is. just like that's really hard. Yeah, it was easy. Uh, we were all living in Central Time, and then I had to go move. So yeah, you started this. I did. No, I did. I'm I'm the Yoko and the Joe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, but my name is Will, and uh, this is. Uh, Alex, uh, hey guys, yeah, yeah. this is part of the um, Our Sports Happening uh, podcast network, yes, uh, which is a subsidiary of the Moderate Rebels imprint under uh, Viacom. Not a and... with Ben Norton or Max Blumenthal. No, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, no, not not a fan of those guys. Um, but no, no beef in the podcast game. Uh, this is the first episode of. Uh, I'm not gonna say the title no, in the episode it, in case. We... No, I, okay, all right, all right. I check agree. this out. Our podcast is called 
the sinner files hey. <laughs> but but C-I-N-E. files with an f yeah yeah because it's like the x files and then it's like we are two uh connoisseurs of the cinema um not really I'm, I'm just a guy who likes movies um i took a few classes at community college for about a month and then dropped out <laughs> because they were too hard <laughs> it was like they were like yeah you're gonna make a how-to on how to carve a pumpkin and i was like nah man see, and, <laughs> i guess that I'm, dream's over i'm someone who likes movies and wants to be good at talking about them so so see this is uh, what we envisioned was some 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 kind of master and apprentice feeling here where we're yeah but it's to know the movies it's and I, yeah but and it's I'm not Okay, well, I I'm like pretentious enough to like try to talk about the movies. And I, I know a little bit about that. a little bit, you know, yeah, like yeah. yeah. No, I I think it's like being being pretentious about stuff is like fun. That's why I like doing your top ten lists. Oh, which we'll come to in a second, but that's coming up for next episode. That's why doing top ten lists is fun. Like trying to figure out like what's the greatest sports movie of all time. Like well, that, Angels the in the like, Outfield. There's no question about it. <laughs> okay, I've never seen it, so that's oh, something you should educate me on. Oh, um, oh, I will. Yeah. Like so, yeah. I, I I like to get a little pretentious, you know. I am a I, I'm a I I I, I watch uh, with a, you know, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> I really like movies, but I also like I'm not afraid to say like you know if if a movie was bad, you know, I'll go there. Um, even though I'm a huge fan of the Walt Disney Corporation, uh, <laughs> nothing but respect and for Apple. My I, sometimes I'll criticize their products if it's if it's not good. Yeah, unless it um, cuts my ad revenues, and then I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, it's right. So we're once we start getting that A twenty four money, that's when we start. A twenty four is the uh, production company that does a lot of like sort of like uh, indie hits that are like it's kind of like a it's like a running joke to be really into it because it's like it's kind of like um it's like the Urban Outfitters of like oh, movies, yeah. but their movies are actually really good. So it's like you can't. Like, it's just sort of like, a, it's like, oh, like, it's kind of like a thing where it's like, uh, okay, this is going great. Uh, it <laughs> like, is. Yeah, it's like, a, like so like, A24 put out, like, The Lighthouse and um, Uncut ah, Gems. That's the that's their biggest release. Okay, dude, two of um, the three right there of my favorite yeah. movies of the year, right there. What was, oh, and, and the third one, I'm guessing, is the one we're going to be talking about today, which Wait, is... Wait, what? Three of three? What, cats? I, well... <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, I, I didn't expect that one coming. <laughs> no, it's not cats. So that's what you meant. Uh, we don't. We don't have. We're not going to be talking about cats today. I'm. I'm going to see that. I think me and my sister are going to see that. Like for real. I. I actually want to see it. I. I don't think I'm gonna. You know. So. Like, <laughs> so like before we get into what we're going to talk about today. Yesterday I tweeted out that I was like, if I'm in a mood to love myself, I'm going to go see Uncut Gems because like yeah. living in New York, baby, there's some some early releases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, You're going to look at the screen and be like, that is so real. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, but if I'm feeling like I'm going to hate myself, I'm going to go see Cats. But I decided on the self-care and I, I, I like last minute got a ticket to Uncut Gems and it was like so dire nice. that like. I was at the theater and like the terminal told me it was sold out, but I looked Man. on my phone and it said it wasn't. So I was able oh, okay. to buy one on my phone, uh, and it ruled. And we'll talk about it later. But, Ugh, yeah, I'm gonna see yeah. it. I'm gonna see it as, like as soon as I can when it comes out. It was uh, for the rest for for us, you know, real Americans outside of the coastal elites. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll have to I see it on Christmas country. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, that's sick. Like your endorsement, like the fact that you saw and liked it, other people I, whose opinions I don't trust liked it. Like I'm, I'm really excited to it see was it. Excellent, man. But the uh, the third movie that I am very, very feel very confident you're alluding to, the one that we planned this episode around, uh, we'll be talking about today is dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> this year's uh, feature film by none other than the phenomenal de- director Martin Scorsese. It is The Irishman, or I Heard You Paint Houses. In the still of the night. <laughs> I've been listening to that Had you song. heard that song before the movie? Yes, I never heard that song. Yes, but oh, not, okay. like, just like in passing, not like I'm, I'm like a connoisseur of, you know, like oldies, right? I just like yeah. had heard it before once or okay. twice, but then I was like, dude, this bops. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to it a lot. Yeah. But yes, we're going to talk about The yeah. Irishman, or yeah, as Will said, uh, based on the book, I Heard You Paint Houses. Um, about the me. memoirs of Frank Sheeran, a, a real life guy, yeah. his uh, collected uh, uh, stories as told to. Um, Googling the author right now, um, Charles something, I think. Charles. Uh, Charles Brandt. Charles, Charles Brandt yeah. had it the whole time. I've got it up here. Yeah, I've got yeah. some research too. Hell yeah. Oh man! Yeah, I saw it. I was at Barnes and Noble the other day, and I saw the. Dude, me, the... me, me too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow. And, well, like, and like, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. That shows once again, I'm not like a, a huge film buff, but I was like, oh, I didn't know it was actually based on a book. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, did you? What, I'm I actually, I'm curious. When you saw it, like, did you think it was like just total fiction, nonfiction? No, so, like, look, I knew it was like I. You could tell it was real. There was enough. I'm mean, like, it's like obviously, like I knew all the characters were real, right? Uh-huh. Jimmy Hoffa and then like anybody else that they mentioned like any of the mobsters and stuff like like I was sure that was real like it did a good job to me at least making it clear yeah. like even if you don't know exactly yeah. what's what's going on like in all the background that like there's enough anecdotes in there to where you realize oh this is like based on a true story to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get right. It would be like really weird to make that kind of level of detail to just that like it is very similar to real life that's just not like that would be weird. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, like you know that, like so, like the thing is, the story. So it's all based on the stories, from what I can tell. I mean, I haven't read the book yet, but the script is pretty closely based off of the the book, and the book is the collected reminiscences of the actual Frank Sheeran. But the thing is, of course, like Frank Sheeran is an unreliable narrator, and some people yes. like there's been like a long, an in depth article saying like, ah, this is made up. Um, and then there's some, there's other reasons to doubt uh, some of the claims he's made. Oh, and by the way, to listeners, um, if you care about this. Uh, I would say this is not a movie for which spoilers are like uber important, but all the same, we're gonna spoil everything. So right, yeah, spoil- and also yeah. it's like like any spoilers would be things that like happened in real life to some extent, yeah, so- or like are claimed <laughs> to happen. It's like yeah, oh my god, Jimmy Hoffa died. It's like oh yeah, <laughs> no, I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has anyone? That's gotta be like a that's gotta be like a an easy like stand up bit, right? It's like <laughs> I was on a date with this girl, and she said that someone spoiled the ending of Titanic to her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I got a spoiler for you. It's sick. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so spoilers. Um, the thing that's been disputed like, is that like people don't really think he – like this, his specific story, which gets relayed in the movie pretty accurately about killing Jimmy Hoffa at that one house, like they went to the house and like analyzed the blood and it wasn't Jimmy Hoffa's. Right. So like uh, I don't like, know. Because like what I gather is they, like – Technically, the, the, the ruling still today is they don't know who killed uh-huh. him or what happened. Yeah. So it's like, it'd be interesting that he's like, no, I did. And they're yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he was just trying to get clout, you know, right before, you know, some, some last exactly. minute clout right before the grave. Well, 
shall we talk about some of the some of the bits like some of the overall like synopsis and then we can go into things that we liked about it as we as we go through yeah yeah definitely sure. uh, right so it's it's a it's a movie about uh pretty much it's it's just a long period in life of uh frank sheeran the irishman who is a uh teamsters truck driver uh, and world war ii vet turned um mafia errand boy turned mafia hitman and turned uh, union muscle and close ally of Jimmy Hoffa, the uh, in-and-out Teamsters president, who has also had deeply uh, detailed links to the mob. Um, it's all, like, the, the stuff that happens in the background, I would say, is all, like, pretty much, like, that's all stuff that 100% happens. Right. Like, the stuff yes. about the Bay of Pigs. I mean, there's some there's sort of some, like, sort of conspiratorial stuff that, like, obviously, it's, yeah. like, it's not, like, saying, like, oh, this for sure happened. It's sort of, like, w- so that's how I interpret it. But, but, like, the stuff about the Bay of Pigs, the stuff about different mobsters, like, that's all real. Um, so like, it's maybe the only thing that could really be disputed is like the stuff that has to do specifically with Frank's story. Um, so it kind of, not only that, but it also just sort of covers this like long period, um, really interesting era in, uh, post-war America and the American labor movement, uh, and the world of American organized crime. Um, and it's, uh, Frank Sheeran as he grow as he, um, grows closer and closer to Jimmy Hoffa, who himself grows more estranged with uh, the sort of mafia high-ups who have been trying to exert their control over the Teamsters. Um, And that, you know, tears, like, you know, he can't serve the two masters. Frank Sheeran's uh, loyalties become tested both ways. And then uh, finally, things have gotten so bad with Jimmy Hoffa due to his threats to really just sort of um, uh, enact radical action to get his union back, to get the union presidency back. Uh, his so I guess the other major character is Russell Buff- Buffalino, played by Joe Pesci, coming out of retirement. Yes. Um, and then finally they decide like they're gonna whack Jimmy Hoffa, and they get Frank to do it. Uh, and I mean if you've seen the movie, you know you know what happens. Um, and oh. if you haven't, you probably guess what happens. Um, because we just said it. <laughs> and then um, it's kind of and then he just lives the rest of his life, and then he dies alone. It's it's really sad. It's no, it a is. really sad movie. And would you believe it? that it takes three and a half hours to tell it. Yeah. But, but I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I honestly, I like, I know this is like corny, but it's like, I could have watched that movie for like five hours. I like just, that. I, and like, I just, I just finished it again today uh, uh-huh. in, in preparation for this. So, oh, nice. Uh, I didn't watch yeah. the whole thing again. I'd, I'd watched it all the way through. And then about two yeah. weeks ago, I'd started it again. And then I got distracted. I was like halfway through. And I was like, all right, we're going to talk about the Irishman today. So I'm going to finish. I'm, I'm going to finish it. So I, I watched like the last two hours of it today. Cool. Yeah, well, and like, I was gonna say, uh, you know, like, and and also like, fittingly, this podcast is also gonna be three and a half hours long yeah, to exactly. get to a de- <laughs> yes, each detail. A three and, um, and a half hours per hour of the uh, yeah. Uh, of the <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes, I heard. I, I was trying. I was driving home to San Antonio today, and I was like, the whole time I was like, I heard you podcasts. No, I it's, heard you. Po- <laughs> I heard you make podcasts. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, all right. There we go. Wow, I wish I had thought of that. Oh, the other thing I was thinking of in the car uh, was, uh, I think this is a tweet that I internalized, so shout out to whoever wrote this tweet. Through credit, we'll, we'll find it later. But it was, uh, I heard you sell propane and propane accessories. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> yes, Mr. Sheeran, I heard you paint houses. <laughs> yes, I do. So moving on, uh, the... Uh, uh so it's it's really it's really sad um it's very like one of the things i loved about it was that like i mean i think like there's a lot to be said for like movies that like are very like like in in general i think sort of the paradigm we kind of think about when we watch movies is just like everything happens for a reason every detail is to set something up for along the lines 
Um, that's a sort of like a tenet of storytelling that I've gathered uh, for like, that's really like really true of like sort of like thrillers and adventure movies and sort of like uh, really plot based action movies um, that have sort of a lot of people internalize for a lot of other movies. But I think what I liked about this movie is like nothing is like nothing feels just like silly or like no. to me, at least um, I can understand if some people maybe found things that they thought was unnecessary, but really everything seems to fit. But it's not just about like because you could tell like the story of the Irishman like coherently and not cheaply in like two hours. Right. You know, oh, yeah. like no, the no, no, no. like the first the first hour could be plausibly done in like 15 minutes you know, the like first the hour is extremely long, but it's good. Yeah. You know, but I, yeah, I love it. Like I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't do another way. And I think some people, I don't remember who, I feel bad because this is a really smart point. Um, if I can figure out who said it later, I'll put him in the tweets or whatever. Um, some people point out like part of the, uh, um, the sort of like, there's this sort of accumulation because it's like, it's the story of a guy who like, sort of like throws his life away. Right. And he doesn't even realize it no, until it's it too late, right? No, it slowly builds, which is what yeah. the entire movie is slow, constant build. There is no climax in the movie. There's no – there's no. well, I'd say er, – uh, uh, excuse me, Alex. Okay, I would okay. say that there is a climax, but, okay. like, I know what you mean, right? It's yeah. not just, like – it's not over – like – it's like, go ahead. Well, no, it's like – like, you know when you're watching, like, an action movie and they're, like – lined up on the on the on the battle lines at the end and the the guy's yeah. giving the speech and like oh this is the big moment right, right? like yeah it doesn't you don't get that feeling yeah like there's a point where they're like oh they're in the car they're about to go kill hoffa but like yeah. this movie isn't explicitly about sheeran killing hoffa right like it's about sheeran and his life as a whole in this business it happens- i think so but i I think so, but I also think that, like, it is, like, really dependent on this, like, I think, like, the heart of it, though, is, like, like, to me, it's, like, it's, like, a Greek tragedy, it's, like, Shakespeare, yeah. it's, like, the, it's it's about a man, like, I mean, I don't know, I guess, like, even if he didn't kill Hoffa, he would still obviously be, like, a really horrible person who did, like, right. throw his life away, but it is, like, his and Hoffa's, like, friendship and love for each other is real, and so, like, right. to me, like, the, the actual, like, the story, like, the story thing, the thing that works above all is the fact that he does have this real good thing in his life, and the tragedy of it is he just throw like he doesn't he doesn't have sort of courage or uh, wherewithal to like or or moral balance or you know you know what I mean like he doesn't have the courage to like to think for himself or act for himself and so he just like he lets it like he lets himself just destroy the one good thing in his life uh, and and that destroys his relationship with his uh, family yeah. and then he dies alone <laughs> you know like um, so I, I would say like it is there is like a in, in like it's it's very like um. I mean, like the story of Jimmy Hoffa within the movie is almost like it's very like um, it's very like he's a heroic character right. in like a very classical sense in that like it's not that much like, oh, he's a great guy. He is like, you know, he's, he's probably like out of the three main characters. He's definitely the least bad, but he's still right. kind of a slimy guy. Oh, totally. Um, but, but like with Hoffa, it's like he's a heroic character. Like he was like the greatest. Right. He was like as big as Elvis, as big as the Beatles. Yeah. He was this larger. He was like this sort of like, you know, like um, like a Greek demigod. He was like larger than life. And then his fate, he has a fatal flaw of hubris. He couldn't accept the fact that like, he just wasn't that guy anymore. He wasn't, he didn't have the power over the mob that he thought he did. Um, and it leads to his downfall. So I thought it was like a very, like, um, it it ends up, you know, it it really sneaks up on you. But then in that last, like, uh, 90 minutes, Mm -hmm. you really have like just a really perfectly done, like tragic story. I think. true. You know, I would think a lot about like this feeling of uh as you're watching like as a as a as a consumer as a viewer this like um the 
fact that you you subconsciously kind of find yourself rooting for the people who don't get caught or like it's, uh-huh. the people who get away with stuff seem like the good guys almost or at least the people who are like portrayed in this calm and reasonable manner so like russell buffalino you know so yeah played by, played by joe joe Pesky, like he he's like the without it like no like like nothing held back the the worst and most craven person in this movie but he seems yeah. like this kind and reasonable guy because he's quiet he doesn't get caught in the things he's doing he's not the one doing all the dirty business but yet he is just as accountable as all these other people who are responsible whereas like hoffa in this movie is portrayed by al pacino if you're not aware <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> You know, he is loud and obnoxious and gets caught and goes to jail and has all these faults on di- on visible display. And so you can kind of, uh-huh. like, you know, like you almost find yourself kind of rooting for the side that's against him. No. Wait, really? That, that's, oh, that's that was kind of like, what I felt for me. Not like, yeah, really? kill him. But like, yeah. but like, yeah, dude, Hoffa's crazy. He should step down. He's going to get fucking killed. And then, you know, oh, dead. okay. Like, well, yeah. I honestly like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Cause like, I like, I was like super, like, I loved Hoffa. I was like team Hoffa all the way. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's so Al Pacino's fun. But yeah. 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 Al Pacino is just like God mode. That whole movie. Like, he just says, like, he's sucker like 40 yeah. times. In the movie. <laughs> yeah. You telling me to lower my voice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like he just like completely like just tears up every scene he's in. It's, I I, don't know, I love. So I was like super like I was Team Hoffa all the way. Um, but also like yeah, it is it is sort of like you you really wish like you're it's that sort of like that really good when when a movie can get you like really really like want something to happen and it's just not going to happen and it's not it doesn't feel like cheap. It's just like you want this thing to happen and it's not going to happen. That is so good, and the Irishman does it so well. It's like, he's like Jimmy, just like get the message. They're gonna right. kill you. <laughs> like, right. You can't do anything. They're gonna kill you. And like, like, and like Frank, like trying to. It's so funny that it's like, it's, it is the thing. A lot of Scorsese's mom movies, but like, like Frank, like conveying this like super important like life or death information to Jimmy about like it's what it is. It's, it's what, what it and is. it's like, yeah, and it's like it's this this funny thing about this subculture, I guess, of like this this mode of communication where like every syllable is like packed with like, like due to context and like, um, uh, like every syllable is like packed with like, it, it's so like loaded. So like just saying like, it's what it is. Like, like he like thinks about it for a second and he like totally gets it. And he's like, they wouldn't dare. Right. No, um, it, well, and yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's kind of that like mob culture, yeah. underculture that like rockabillies are obsessed with and stuff. But, <laughs> but, but this, this movie needed more rockabilly representation. No, it did. <laughs> But no, but like, yeah, like they have these things like it is what it is or like, you know, or like where they're like, you know, Jimmy, we've, you know, like some people are saying that, you know, like you're, you're, you're not being appreciative, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Things like that. I went to school for five years. No, exactly. Yeah. But it's this, it's this, yeah. It like touches on all these elements of mob culture and like the respect and the, and the values that they have and all these things, you know, that. Like people eat up, <laughs> which yeah, yeah, no, I love because it's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna ask you something because this is the one thing I've seen it three times now, and I still genuinely don't get this part. You know the part where he goes, the like, um, you know the part where uh, early on before he meets Taffa, when Frank goes out to Delaware to do that job yes. for Whispers. Yeah. So like, did he actually blow up the laundry, or yeah. did he get caught? Oh, he did? No, he blew it up, yeah. So it, oh, okay. The scene that Will's referring to is that as when when Frank, Robert De Niro's character, is getting involved in, 
in the in the mob life a little bit and and as it is it's this gradual build this like other guy who's unaffiliated with the main family that he ends up working for comes to him and was yeah. like hey i've got this problem because i'm like laundering money with this one laundromat but this other laundromat is you know like putting me out of business will you go blow it up yeah <laughs> and so he yeah. does yeah, yeah. No, no yeah he, he, oh, okay well i does. guess it's just like because it's like yeah like because you see him get home and he's like taking his coat off and stuff so it's like oh, okay yeah but on the other hand i just like i guess like in, in like i always thought when i was watching the scene where he's getting grilled by uh and uh harvey Keitel. yes um i thought it's like oh good thing scene. they got him in time but like no, now it, i feel like no nah, it sounds you know I mean? like it, he's pissed you no, know because so the implication in that scene is that is that is that angelo right that, that boss yeah. is like you just lost me a lot of money you just screwed me over, but Russell is your friend. You're lucky. He just. Oh, uh, okay. Now, yeah. That's what well, I was thinking. Just like, like just. Me. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like just like the the idea like if he didn't do it, just like the slight of like oh you were gonna blow up one of my businesses would be like already a major offense. But it does make sense that way. And and like with the thing about him getting home, that that's what makes. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, now I'm just gonna sound like an idiot because I think everybody probably <laughs> could no, tell what's no, going on. Okay. I just I just. Yeah, I just admitted on the air that I was like, yeah, you know, I I was kind of rooting for the bad guys a little bit. So, you know, it's <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, but no, nah, that's okay. I I was just a yeah, like um, um, uh, yeah. I love that scene where he's getting grilled, and then it's like, and he's like, uh, he's like, you know who owns a piece of that? And he's like, no. He's like, I do. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, he's like, who? who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, no, I do. <laughs> yeah. That you scene know, is so impressive. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. No, no, go on, go on. I was just going to say the writing of that scene is like, I mean, like obviously the writing of this whole movie is like incredible, but like the, the writing of that scene is so impressive to me because as they're like, I feel like as just imagining myself as the screenwriter, it would have been so easy to be like, to like not do the who joke because like, even if you don't do that joke, that's still like a killer moment, right? Like when I was, I saw it in the theater, which I was looking up to do. Um, so it's already like a killer moment to be like, you know, who owns a piece of that laundry? And everyone's kind of realizing, oh no. And he says, who? It's like, I do. And it's like, oh no. Like when I was there, I saw it in the theater, everyone was like, oh no yeah. like it was, it was really good but then to like so you already have like sort of this like great moment but then to like go one step further in this like really tense moment and also be so funny like like, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> like that like that's i, I mean i i know nothing about writing but that just struck me as like that's like that's like a really they they pulled that off very well yeah. like that's that's brilliant that's really inspired because it's like that's like going above and beyond you know like um man uh what was your favorite what was your favorite scene from the movie if you had to pick one? Oh god um oh that's so hard shit uh you go first okay and let me think about it okay my favorite scene was it's it's the two scenes where alpha where uh, jimmy hoffa gets into a fight with um uh tony pro uh like the one in the the one in the jail and then after and when they're in miami Miami, like those are like the yeah the best scenes of like that that's just like immediately like all-time classic scene it's like and you're late (laughs) no and he's 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 like dude you're wearing shorts to a meeting he's like yeah it's miami he's like yeah you're wearing a suit he's like yeah it's a meeting i'm wearing a suit and then he's later on at the dinner he's like he wore fucking shorts to the meeting and yeah he's still mad about it character is like what you wear a suit (laughs) yeah i honestly think that my favorite scene is like this scene and it's it's like the morning that 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 Frank kills Hoffa and he, he gets up and he goes downstairs to the <laughs> to the hotel like breakfast lobby and then there's there's Russell, there's there's Joe Pesky and he just quietly sits down and he goes like 
total are brand flakes. Yeah, you know, they're just like, yeah. Like, these two old men who've done these horrific <laughs> crimes. Yeah. Like, quietly, and then you know, and then like at that point, Frank doesn't realize what is about to be asked of him. Um, yeah. He still thinks they're there to talk it out, and then he's like quietly over breakfast, like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna kill one of your best friends today." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like Joe Pesci was so ice cold in oh, that so and the restaurant good. scene before that. He's like Frank. We did all we could yep. for the man. Yep. It's like, ah, <laughs> like, that's just like, that's just like ice cold, like, since chills. Um, yeah, that scene. Yeah. And it's like, um, I really lo- like, I think it was like a really, also a really smart decision to have like, um, the whole thing about, it's like, you know, he kills Jimmy and then there's sort of, it's basically all just falling action from that point. Um, but there is a really smart thing I thought was to like then show them like when they do like the fake hit on Sally Bug or the yes. the, the botched hit on Sally Bugs because it's like it's underscores how sort of like just like just completely like vulgar and like stupid all of this was like it's just like because he didn't he didn't do anything like he did the right thing it's just like someone for, and then it's also like it also underscores that like Frank just like he just went back to being a mob hitman you know it's just right. like he just, he just and yeah back into it yeah like um so i thought i thought that was really good like that was a really good writing decision too right uh, yeah so all right so well i'm gonna hit you with some some oppo uh okay some oppo. <laughs> and then and then you can respond as to why it's still oh. it's still a good movie okay oh are we gonna talk about bad takes on the movie because that was literally yes. my idea i forgot to de- oh, okay. oh okay so, yeah 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 so no, here I, was go. Literally, I literally already looked up articles that i was like these suck i'm gonna so i'm gonna eviscerate these articles you probably go off let's go one. let's go all right so from the new york post reputable Reputable publication, New York Post. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Titled "Go Ahead and Admit It: The Irishman is Terrible." Ah! Mm. All right, let me get ready. Let me at him. Yeah, right, yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> yeah. Opening paragraph. There are two kinds of people in the world. First, those who think the Irishman, the Martin Scorsese directed Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci starring mega mob opera, opera released la- last week on Netflix, is the finest piece of cinema produced this century or maybe of all time. And then there are people like me. Those who think the movie, weighing in at an obscene 209 minutes, every one of them boring, ill-acted, poorly written, and Ah! amateurishly directed with CGI effects so demented, big-mouthed De Niro, who is 76, looks 90 rather than the intended 35, is a turkey. Rather, uh, rarely has a film been so polarizing, drawing a crowd that it's, loves it's it not polarizing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna, that's uh, what hit me too. I was like, claim. <laughs> I was like. I haven't seen anyone saying it's not good. Yeah, the only thing you see is people saying like, "Oh, that's too long. I'm not going to watch it," which right. is just like that's just a consumer decision. It's not yeah. like they didn't like it; they're just choosing not to watch it. Man, that's ugh. like how could ugh, how how could you like if you don't like it, fine, whatever. More power to you. Like, but like if you could like say to 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 not even enjoy like the the scenes with uh, Al Pacino and um, and uh, Stephen Graham. Uh, uh, t- tony pro like going at it yeah. how like you're you're just lying like <laughs> i'll go bad faith i think you're lying i think you're lying well, to so get traffic that actually reminded me of i think my actual favorite scene which is you know so you know there's that there's that great scene that's not my favorite that's been like circulated uh-huh. around twitter and stuff where it's like hoffa's railing into his guys about like oh, yeah. doing something stupid he's like you let him fucking sell insurance to his fucking dad's company or whatever. You know, he's yeah, going crazy. Yeah. He's screaming, yeah. screaming at his guys about being fucking idiots. And then, and yeah. then De Niro's in the back and he quietly just leaves. And then, yeah, and then, yeah. and then, and then, yeah, and then, yeah. then Hoffa goes out there. He's like, where are you going? He's like, 
I'm leaving. You can't talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. Gonna sit I love he was that. Like, he was like, I wasn't talking to you. Come on, I wasn't talking to you. He's like, he's like, you've got to tell me you're not talking to me. I'm going to take that offensive. Yeah. I love that scene. It's like, I didn't apply to you. <laughs> you got to tell me that didn't apply to me. Yeah. 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 That scene's amazing. And Al Pacino's like, yeah, yeah, that was, that was, I love that scene. Yeah. To his father, locals. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh man, can we talk about how uh, Ray Romano was oh, amazing so in this good. movie? Why, so good. like Ray Romano, I've never even seen Everybody Loves Raymond. Maybe that's a great show, and I just never appreciate it. But he's, like, he's a great actor. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw. Have you ever seen The Big Sick, the no. Kumail Nanjiani's movie? So no. that's a pretty good movie. It's like it's like a solid romantic comedy, and like Ray Romano and Holly Hunter play his girlfriend's parents, <sighs> and they both like crush it. Like I was like, who is this guy? And it's like and it's he's, Ray Romano. I, I've just he's never genuinely no, he's great, and he was so good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's kind of like getting ahead of ourselves, but like you know we got Oscar season coming up, and it's just like there were so many phenomenal performances from that movie that like. If they send anyone from the Irishman to like best supporting actor, it's probably going to be like Pesci or maybe Pacino, depending on how they classify him, right, or maybe I... even Stephen Graham. But like Ray Romano is like he gave like the definition of like a great supporting performance. Right. Like it wasn't a main role, but he crushed it with this like side role he was asked to do. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it, Ray Romano plays like the Teamsters lawyer. Yeah, Bill Buffalino, Bill cousin Buffalino, of Russell Buf- yep. Buffalino. Yeah, he, he's the link that, that that brings Frank into this life because Frank gets in trouble for maybe stealing some steaks for uh, for a mob yeah. guy who, who uh, for, runs a for restaurant. definitely stealing those steaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. you like steak? I can deliver steak. I deliver steak. I can deliver your steak. Yeah, that's right. But he does, yeah. and, then, and then and then and then and then Buffalino, the lawyer, is like. You know, as long as you say you didn't do it and like won't give any yeah. names, like you'll be fine. And and, and, yeah. and he gets him out of it. And there's that great moment that like I wish would happen. And not to get not to go off. Oh, are you gonna get a little political? Yeah, sorry, go guys. go off, I Alex. Put on my politicking hat. But, but uh, there's that permission there's that, to go off, Francis. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there's that bit right after that that case. They're they're in the courtroom and and Buffalino is is defending frank and then the judge goes i'm letting you off with a warning and then frank's like all right thank you and he's like no not to you to <laughs> yeah. you guys and points at the business he's like if you bring another working man in front of this court again like you're gonna be sorry <laughs> like that'd be pretty yeah. cool to hear judges talk like that these days even if like yeah we shouldn't steal but still like <laughs> it'd be pretty cool to know that courts like we're backing unions instead of yeah <laughs> Well, I was wondering, like, and this is another thing where it's like it's probably just obvious, and I'm I'm just dumb, but like, do you think in that scene, like, the reason that the judge is so like moved that one way, is it because Bill is like a really good lawyer, or is it because the mob was oh. doing some sort of undue? It was probably the you know mob, what? right? That's probably a good, I, yeah. I, I hadn't considered that, but that's probably a good point because cause, because later on he talk he talks about how they'll like pay off judges. You know, he's like. He's yeah. Like, if you want to bribe a judge, you ask Russell how much you bribe. Oh, to, you know, to, yeah. To bribe the judge. Yeah. So, like, probably, but, but – Yeah. And yeah. And the way he talks about it after, he's like, he got me out of a case I never should have walked away from. Right. So, like, I think yeah. it is uh, – but, yeah, it was great. He just, like, lays into that uh, employer. It's like, yeah. yes. Like, and then the Bernie, and then the Bernie uh, campaign graphic was overlaid over it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In my you view, shall not bring another working man in front of this court. God, I looked at we both.
I never waited 15. <laughs> do it, do what? it, do it, do it. Oh, yeah. I never waited 15 minutes for a meeting in my life. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Can you imagine yeah. taking everything that Hoppe says with Bernie's voice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, well, I was thinking, like, um... Solidarity. No, nah, never mind. Yeah, Solidarity. Yeah, oh, that was badass. Can we talk yeah. about how much that scene was awesome? It was like, so good. Yeah. Hey, Union Man. All the stuff with, like, the... I loved all the, like... Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I just don't watch enough of them, but there really aren't that many movies just... Not even, like, I'm not saying, like, they don't have to be, like, left-wing movies or whatever, but just, like, there aren't that many movies about labor in America, no, you know? No, like even in, the, uh, even in the time period when it was as prominent as it was then. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there are, and I just don't know about them, but if, I don't really think there are. Um, there was a movie about about Hoffa made in, like, 1990 starring Jack Nicholson, which uh-huh. I've never seen. I, um, I, so. I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, have you seen Casino? Another Scorsese movie? No, but I'm gonna see Oh, it. dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, um, well, so Casino is great. I mean, it's just a phenomenal movie. Also stars De Niro, also stars Pesci, um, has Sharon Stone's really good in it. And what's f- kind of funny about, if you see Casino, and now having seen The Irishman, it'll be really good. Casino and I, the, the the plots of the of Casino and The Irishman basically happen in parallel. Oh. So, like, in The Irishman, um, it's about, like, the te- it's about, like, basically the stuff on the Northeast mob and, like, them running their influence on the Teamsters right. and how the Teamsters pension fund was being used as a bank for the mob. Yeah. And part of, like, part of why the mobsters are so invested in um, Hoffa's decisions is because they need access to yes. the pension fund to loan out to do the projects they want to do, right? Because like banks the wouldn't casinos. give the loans because it was, it yeah. was for gambling, which is yeah. yeah, that's a great like historical bit in there that yeah. Yeah, so so in casino, it's like the other side of it. It's like you don't see the the mob, you don't you see some of the mob stuff, but it's really like uh, De Niro plays Ace Rothstein, who's this uh, really talented gambler who the mobs eventually sends down to Vegas to run a casino because he's mm-hmm. so good at gambling, like he's the man for the job. Um, and then uh, Joe Pesci is Nicky Santoro, a mob, uh, a mobster who gets sent down there, who gets big ambitions. Um, so like in Casino, you're, the characters are all in Vegas and they're all they're running a casino and, they, and it takes place in the world of casinos. And so like in the background, it talks about like how they get these checks from the Teamsters. And um, oh. there's this one like one. I think the only bit of overlap in terms of characters is that there's this one character or like this one minor character in Casino who's basically an analog for um, Alan Dorfman, who gets portrayed uh-huh. as himself. Yes. in um uh yeah the guy He's who the uh, frank shoots guy. his car up yeah yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. oh also oh speaking of, i think this is the same scene maybe it's it's like one of those scenes of like escalation i loved the scene where it's like the back and forth of like yeah, hoffa versus um yeah and then when jo- and it, it was so well done when joe hoffa gets in the car oh, because yes. like yeah, that, it was, that movie was so tense and it was because mm-hmm. it was like your mind went to the exact same conclusion the film got to like right when it happened you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's like it's like they blew up his boat his his brother his son's boat or whatever so he blows up blows up his son's car um and then it's like so they fire his wife and then she's like walking to her car yeah. and you start thinking wait what if and then it's like as soon as you realize it like the movie like says like yeah like and then she like with the key in the ignition um that was amazing yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of the that actually might be like I guess that was like a pretty short like scene, but like that that was one of my favorite parts too. Yeah, no, it's so good, um, so good. So, yeah. Oh. What? Oh, go on. Oh, I was gonna say I have a bad take of my own that I okay. I, I was Please. yeah like so I was reading the New Yorker um as one does as uh one does. but <laughs> as I do educated ladies yeah. Like <laughs> yeah oh absolutely dude uh men of letters like us have to stay. <laughs> Uh, in touch with the press, uh, the goings on, 
the ballet. Um, so there was this New Yorker review written by uh, one of their in-house critics. Um, and it was like fine, but it was just like, actually, this was just like petty. I don't even know why I was so mad. I think it was just like, they said something stupid. Let me find it real fast. While you're finding, uh, I'll say that. The, did you have Did you have a bad one for me? Queued up or? Uh, yeah, I was gonna keep reading from the New York Post, but I will say oh, yeah. that the only movie, rep- you know, reviewer who matters, Roger Ebert, gave it four and a half stars. Th- three three and a half stars out of four. Gave a great it, review on their website. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like the the writers they have at RogerEbert.com. I generally like. Was it Matt Zoller's site? It was. Uh, Matt Zoller sites. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like him. He's a I, I really liked his opinions. Um, so, or I think he's a good writer. Roger Ebert, yeah. he's dead, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Like the he's, famous like the famous movie critic. Yeah, he's he's passed. He's uh, dead. Yeah. Yeah, but he like the site still runs like as like as he wanted it to. Like it's it's right. all it's all kosher. Um, there's a really good documentary. You and everyone listening, uh, all two people listening, uh, I recommend you guys listen uh, watch. It's called Life Itself. Uh, okay. It's about the it's about Roger Ebert's life. It's just like it's nothing it's nothing like formally spectacular or whatever, but it's just like a really good documentary. And it's like he was like obviously like a great guy. He did a lot for movies. He loved movies, and he was like he wasn't and he was like just a great writer about movies. Um, yeah. So it's just like um, and he was friends with Scorsese. Like he was uh, oh, one of the cool. first. Um, he was like he was a big fan of Scorsese since like his first movie, uh, or maybe it was his first short. I forget what his first short was called. Um, but his first movie, um, uh, who's that knocking at my door? Uh, Martin, like Ebert was like an early champion of was like, Oh, this guy's great. Um, so they, they like interview Scorsese and stuff. Um, and like, there's like great clips out there of like, like, cause you know, Ebert and Siskel had like at the movies. So like, mm-hmm. there's these great clips yeah. of the, him out there, like talking about like Goodfellas and stuff. Um, so life itself directed by Steve James, uh, the great American documentarian, uh, really good movie. I'm not sure where you can find it, but it was on Netflix a while ago. Okay. Um, you know, you just do, uh, illicit google search yeah it's this it's this google uh rival called the pirate bay uh, <laughs> that, is that still a does the pirate I, bay still exist i never sure like office officers i never use the pirate bay no, I, I don't either uh, I, I, I yeah i don't download yeah. things illegally i just yeah. them illegally it's fine <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. sporting it's events a, mainly yeah <laughs> It's not a crime if it doesn't make it onto your computer. They I'm just kidding. <laughs> for the same crime. It'd be funny if that, like, Jimmy Hoffa was like, you know my defense. <laughs> they cannot arrest a husband and wife for the same crime. Yeah, I found it, but, like, right. it's, like, fine. It's just, like, the thing – this is just, like, this is just being, being petty because it's not a substantial thing. Like, for whatever reason, this this critic just, like, goes on these little tangents to, like, complain about it. But, like, I don't know. It, but, like, but in large – but by and large, he, like, gets it. Like, he has a pretty good, like, summary of, like, what makes it good. Um, never mind. This is a pretty good okay. review. Never mind. My, my anger has – I've let go of my anger. All right. So I, I, I think the last bit of – controversy we should address before we go on to closing thoughts yes is the elephant in the room regarding this movie and I, i'm sure you know yes what it is. you know as a couple yes of, absolutely as a couple of bernie guys we obviously oh absolutely we obviously sympathize with not having any female characters of, <laughs> uh, 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 of importance but yeah but is that reason enough to not like this movie or think well that I... it's, it's bad well, I'm echoing, I'm echoing a lot of people's thoughts here, but really, like Peggy is a crucial character to I the agree. movie. So, like, I 
if you're unfamiliar with this, it's that more or less there are about what four or five females that have speaking roles. None of them are prominent, and the most prominent role for a woman in the movie is Peggy, who plays Frank's daughter, who kind of yeah. is, like serves the role of like the moral conscience. Like she sees what's going on. She's, yeah, she's the one that knows really what's going on with her, with her dad. Um, yeah, and like never talks to him again after he kills uh, Hoffa. And, and yeah, she he she doesn't technically hear it from him, but she figures it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I just think for one thing, I think Anna Paquin did a great job. I think the child actress who played her, like younger Peggy, uh-huh. did a great job. Um, so I mean, she's just like great. I don't know. It's a it's a character. <laughs> she's a right. she's a major character. Though I mean, like all. The three, the three male leads all have in common is like they have some sort of attachment to Peggy, right? Like, right, like Russell yes. Buffalino wishes like mm-hmm. that he could get the kind of affection from her that he wants in his life, but he can't because she sees right through him and she knows yeah, yeah, he's a she, she knows she's exactly. a moral. Yes. Yeah, um, uh, she and uh, uh, Hoffa really do care for each other. They have a real like close relationship. And she and her dad have an obviously like strained bond because she sees what's going on with his life. Uh, she's where see she sees what kind of man he is. Um, I think like Peggy's also like she's like a crucial character into the idea of the movie because like she's like it's like Frank's someone who like makes a bunch of bad decisions and he just never exercises moral agency and then at the end of the movie it's just like yeah you lived a bad life you right. you 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 were a bad person and Peggy's someone who's like dealt like not a great hand and she's like she in a lot of a lot of other people could become like kind of complicit in this sort of thing but she actually makes a moral decision to separate herself yeah. from her father. Um, uh, so like, I, I think she's really necessary to like show like the sort of the counterpoint to, to um, De Niro's just total, like, um, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, she, she, like amoralities. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like, it's, it's like, to me, it's like what I really loved about the movie is like, it's a very, it's not, I don't think, I mean, it is, is kind of didactic, but like, it's not, and, but that's not bad. And it's just like, it's a very moral movie. And it's a movie that really strongly says like, it, it like, I was kind of thinking when I left the theater, like, it's almost kind of like a, not like a horror movie, but it is kind of, it is like showing like a kind of horror is just like, yeah, it's possible to just like live a totally evil life. And then your life is over. And right, that's yeah. it. <laughs> like, and, and like, that's, yeah. As you're going through it, you may not even really realize it. You're so yeah in the day-to-day of what you're doing. Yeah. That you don't yeah. necessarily realize it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And so like, um, and that's, that's like a really scary thought, you know, like that there is just like this, this, this idea that like, yeah, you could just, you could just mess up and you just made the wrong decision and not, not in like sort of like you slipped up kind of way, but it's just like, yeah, like you have like there is right and wrong and so you can just do the wrong thing and you're going to have to live with it and then your life is going to be over and you'll have nothing and it's like um, you can you but, can make efforts at the end yeah but it's going to be yeah. too late to really get too much and, and and you know even as you make efforts you're still going to be sad and lonely and alone so as the movie ends he starts to kind yeah. of maybe make amends with with god or maybe feel a little bit bad to some extent he's talking to I, I think i think the thing yeah that i think that's an interesting that's definitely like an area where i think there's a lot of like I, I'm, I'm not sure how I would interpret it because it's like, yeah, he, he feels guilt about like how, like he likes, he's like, what kind of man makes a phone call like that? Like right. he does feel guilt about it, but he also like, just, I mean like besides like killing Jimmy, which was like, you know, obviously awful and sort of like the, the, the his sort of like big sin in the movie. Like he like killed all those people yeah, and he's like, the people. priest is like, yeah. And the priest is like, you feel anything bad for them? And he's like, no. Well, he goes, he, <laughs> yeah. he goes, don't you feel bad for their families? He goes, I didn't know their families. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, dang, dude. 
and, and what I think, and this is kind of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say, I think though that that what the priest says to him after that, which I think is kind of maybe maybe sets his mind in a different direction. He goes, you know, he goes. I think we can be sorry without feeling sorry, right? That's what and I like, was gonna say. Yeah. That, hey, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I think that's a really like. Cause it's it's kind of like a small part, and I don't think it's maybe maybe it's like super important, maybe it's not, I don't know, but like it's like kind of small, but like that's a really like profound like thing to mm-hmm. think about, or like is like, can you like we we tend to think of like being sorry for something like or like feeling like guilt and stuff is it has to be like this sort of like genuine like almost like involuntary thing like you have to really feel it for it to be Contrition. authentic. So like yeah, you know, yeah. do yeah. you like. so like what do you do if you just naturally don't feel guilt for it is it possible to legitimately just like will your way into doing into feeling the right thing um which is what the priest suggests right um and i I don't know i I, like i thought that was a really profound thing to think about because like i don't i don't know like uh like anything that should be a question that the person who leaves watching it should think about you know i yeah i'm thinking about that right now it's a fascinating question that has a lot of impact in your life. Somebody wrongs you, and they they say you're sorry. Do you believe them or a lot, or or yeah. not? And then and then even not, you know, like, is it enough that they say they're sorry and like say they really mean it, even if they're not showing that they feel bad, or you know, these kind of things, right? Like, it's it's a serious yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, also that final shot, that is like the bleakest thing, mm. one of the bleakest things I've ever yes. seen in a movie. Like, just like it's just like. Oh, uh, it was, yeah, like, just, like, like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, like, and, like, like now, the, the, yeah. the part, the part where he's, like, looking through his old, like, where, like, the nurse is, like, uh, or whoever, or, like, the, I guess she's, yeah, she yeah, was she probably a nurse, like, uh, like, is, like, you know, talking, chatting with him, and, and he's, like, looking through his old photos. It's just, like, so sad. Like, that, that was, like, probably, like, the most sad moment in the movie to me. Um, I don't know, like, then, like, the, you know, like, the, the murder is really sad, but, like, um, like, it's just like this, like, and then, and like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it's just totally, I don't know. It was, it was, it was just very overwhelmingly sad at that point. Um, no, it totally is. uh, yeah, it's supposed to be, you know, this is a tragic yeah. movie. It's yeah. And it doesn't hit you till later that it is right. As you're going, yeah. you're, you're like, Ooh, this is a crime movie. This is a mob. This yeah. Is kind of a, you know, but no, it's a sad yeah. movie. <laughs> more than Yeah. 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 Oh, I, actually, one thing I would like to talk about in terms of, like, not just the movie, but, like, the sort of, like, the broad discussion. One thing that was really frustrating me in the discourse about this movie, which, like, so, like, I think, like, lo- I think, like, by and large, like, it seems like the critics I read, I mean, like, everybody loved it. This isn't some underdog right. movie this I need is to read for. Like, Anyone this, who it, says yeah, it's bad is yeah. fucking stupid. Like, like, yeah, no, Mar- <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So like, obviously, like the the people involved in this movie don't need me to stick up for them or whatever. But like, uh, one thing that was kind of frustrating me was just like, basically, by and large, critics like got this movie and they were like, yeah, like you know, he Scorsese showing like that, like you know, it's it's cool at the beginning and then it's just like you live like this really like wretched life and then just like your life ends and you're left with nothing and you just like that's the end. Um, and like they, I think like the the reviews I saw of it like by and large got it. But one thing that was really frustrating me was a lot of the discussion, almost there was sort of this, like, tied in thing of, like, yeah, Scorsese is finally showing the downside <laughs> to living a criminal lifestyle. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's did like, you watch any of his any other of movies? The, yeah, like, yeah, obviously like, that's not yeah. what you're supposed to get from yeah. Goodfellas, Gangs of New York. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to get that. yeah. Right, like you've seen Goodfellas, right? Like, yeah. um, yeah. So like, like people are like talking about like Goodfellas. I mean, like Goodfellas is certainly like more fun than The Irishman, but it's like in Goodfellas, like you, it, it's like 
the point is like he completely like it's all like it, he was a bad guy <laughs> like he was like it was all really bad it's, like if yeah. you watch goodfellas and you like don't if you watch goodfellas and you still like want to be a monster like that's on you man that's like your problem <laughs> like it's like and, and the thing is like people don't give Scorsese enough credit for this is like the mob stuff has to be cool and fun because on one hand it is like it, it has to be authentic uh, that's yeah it, yeah it, that's why it, those people get involved kind of in that cool. right that's yeah yeah it's like in the abstract cool you're like wow yeah like, these guys are cool you know and yeah and, then, and it, you don't think yeah about what's really good. that's why people like the sopranos you know it's like, oh, oh yeah I mean, for other reasons too <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> yeah right but like um and like it is like you have to get like it has to be fun when they're actually doing it other except for in the irishman which i think takes a different but also successful storytelling tech um but like because like otherwise it wouldn't make any sense as to like why you would even do it in the first place when there's uh, this huge risk of going to prison or getting killed and all that stuff it's like it doesn't make any sense unless you show them why they're actually doing it which is because uh you get to behave like an animal and do whatever you want and have lots of power and prestige and you know like and it's like it's it would be really like total moral, moral compass aside it would be really fun <laughs> like you know until you get caught like that's the, that's why people do it hang out you know at the at the restaurant drinking wine yeah steak oh yeah yeah suit, if, if yeah it's absolutely. Like a modern day one you know yeah like, yeah exactly you know the boys are so, hanging out smoking cigars and then they're just talking about how people need to be you know like you know paying more respect to you like, you know, totally yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's just like it was. It was driving me crazy to see all these reviews. Is like Scorsese is finally taking these mobsters <laughs> down to earth, and it's like that's what all of his mob movies are. Like in Goodfellas, it's the whole movie is like this is what it's like to be a mobster, but also like what it's really like. So it's like it's like Goodfellas is like deliberately like gritty and like in addition like it's like it's like fun and like it's thrilling and sort of like glitzy, but it's also like gritty. You know, you like you, and it's like also like what I love about sorry i'm on a huge tangent right now but like what i love about goodfellas is also like when it like captures like just how like even if you were a mobster you just have all this mundane real life stuff going on so it's like when it's like the last day in his life and he's like the last day in his life as a mobster when jumping in the fire is playing and it's like he's like trying to run these drugs and guns everywhere but he's also like picking his brother up to go to for his birthday <laughs> yeah. celebration and that was like that like blew my mind because i was like oh yeah like if you were living this like only in a movie like mobster super dramatic life you would still also have just like normal errands to run yeah. and like you'd and like and those would also like weigh on your mind and stuff exactly. um total anyway sorry i'm but anyway so like for people to be like the irishman is like he's finally going down to earth and showing what it's really like to be a mobster and that it's bad and it's like that is just not true like i don't i don't know how you're a paid movie critic you get to just like say untrue things about all of his other crime movies anyway it was driving me crazy let me let you let me tell you about a little field called political writing <laughs> so yeah I'll, I'll have one more question you know we're coming yeah. up on an hour and and this yeah. one's more, oh, oh shoot this one's yeah this one's more a broad broad strokes um which uh -huh. is actually about the format of the release that i'm really interested in because it's uh -huh. happening more often and i'm and the I'm, netflix releases the, the oh sorry the, yeah the, so like the kind of dual in the movies for a short period of time and then getting released uh -huh. onto a streaming platform this happened with the Irishman. This happened with that that Shia LaBeouf movie, Honey Boy. This happened oh, okay. with a few others. Marriage um, Story. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. Exactly. Like, is it good? You know, like, what does it mean? What, like, what do you think? I think it's bad, but I don't think Netflix are the bad guys here for this right. because, like, the thing, the big picture from what I've read, and I'm not an expert on this stuff, but like from what I've read, it's been pretty convincing to me. The thing is, just like Disney is a really evil corporation that should be broken up, um, and they're basically like destroying cinema. And they're just buying up like more like 
the share of cinema uh, of like screens that are taken up by like superhero movies completely blows out of the water like the share of screens that were taken up by like cowboy movies in their heyday by westerns Mm -hmm. in their heyday by so it's like there's nothing to compare it to before it really is just like it's like the death of cinema as we know it um which you could say like not necessarily a bad thing people used to go to the live theater a lot more now they don't so much anymore but i think it's a bad thing and a lot of people think it's a bad thing and uh, i feel pretty strongly about that so the thing is like um it's what's from scorsese's what he's talked about in interviews is that he wanted to get a studio behind it and do right. a, a proper release, a right? Release. And he said that, like, he and his and his partners with it, they came up with a reasonable budget. They like, so you know, like, obviously the movie as it is, which I love. It's like a massive budget, yeah. massive production, and I, I wouldn't have any other way. But he said, like, they had a plan for like a similar version of the movie, but like with a much more like a very reasonable budget, and probably I guess was going to be a less ambitious picture. Yeah. Um, so like, probably not three hours or whatever. Um, and he said that like they just could not get any studio to sign any major like, studio to sign on it. Martin yeah. Scorsese, like yeah, they couldn't. Literally, he, like, yeah, literally like most famed, like yeah, like most famed alive right yeah. now, like directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so I don't blame him for going to Netflix and because I think Netflix, I don't blame them for taking, aside from like you know capitalism, but like I don't, I don't blame them for taking advantage of like, oh yeah, well we'll make your movie, uh, and you then, like you know right. greatest living director, <laughs> like, yeah, no, and it's yeah. yeah. And I think the fact that they show it in theaters at all is good. I, as I said, I was no deal, but I was pretty lucky to see it in the yeah, theater myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it in Marriage Story also. Um, nice. On and I saw a Marriage Story on 35, 35 millimeter film. Oh, uh, in well, yeah, I've which was seen sick. Uncut Gems, bitch. So shut ah, up. Ah, dang Sorry. it. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not gonna stand there. You're gonna call me. I don't know. <laughs> um, so like. I mean, it's just like it's it's bad, and I think it's not good. I don't think there's anything good about it. I think, but I think out of the situation, like I blame Disney, not uh, yeah, I blame Disney Disney's and Marvel and the federal government for not exercising some antitrust law. I'm sure exists that. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. We just stopped. We just stopped enforcing in the 80s. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can. It's 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 like a thing that is actually against the antitrust laws. We just don't enforce yeah. them. Anymore. Yeah. It's, right. That's that's crazy to me. So like, think I'm just glad I'm glad Netflix got it made. It seems to me like Martin's uh, Scorsese's new movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Oklahoma. Oh, dude, shout out uh, to Oklahoma. And an amazing yeah. investigative journalism story. An amazing, yes. So based on a book so, that I, did, I have is not the book... read. But I okay. Read no, so I haven't read it. I haven't read it. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I haven't read, read it either. Is... I just like. I've heard, heard it's unbelievable from people I respect. Right, so we should just have a whole podcast of us like, 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 uh, frivolously complimenting stuff that like we've never actually read or seen, just like based on people's yeah, opinions no, no, of it. No. <laughs> but, but for real, we no. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a short film about killing. Yeah, great movie. I don't know. Um, so. Yeah, um, I think his next movie is gonna like actually get a traditional theatrical release, but like I don't know, like uh, uh, my, one of my favorite writers, Matt Chrisman, um, <laughs> shout out to Chapo forever. Like, honestly, he had this tweet which I really loved, like that was like honestly really true. You know, like Michael Bay, his latest movie was straight to Netflix, um, uh-huh. which like Michael Bay, uh, I'm not you know, but like honestly, Michael Bay is a very for what he makes, he's a very talented director and like bay him dude like those movies like they have something that no other director can replicate and so like what matt chrisman said i really loved i'm paraphrasing here but he was like michael bay making a movie straight for netflix seems much more sacrilegious and like dire for the future of cinema than when the coens or martin scorsese did it. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. 
because like, it's what, like if this guy can't get the, this like the yeah stuff that he makes supposed to be eaten up by us yeah. yeah dude i was thinking about this the other day like how much do you think like all of this started like when iron man was a hit right yes. like did 2007, like 2007. this is like if, if robert downey jr just like does not recover so well like the the face yeah. of the entertainment industry would be ra- could be radically different right, because prior That's like, to that because prior to that iron man movie there was a shit ass hulk movie not the one that was mc yeah and then yeah and then there were a couple other really bad movies and then of course there were the beloved toby mcguire Spider-Man oh, dude I, I honestly really do love the no, first two are, spider-man movies yeah they're really good and they're way better i haven't, I haven't the seen the third one yeah, it's the Henry Garfield. It's sorry, yeah. Andrew. Sorry, James. <laughs> is James Garfield, Garfield the president? <laughs> the president. Yeah. If he made Spider-Man movies, they would probably not be that good. Um, also, not. also the first X, the first two X-Men movies. Yes. I will also say top tier superhero movies. But like, um, the, what's different is that those were not connected to a bigger picture, and then started yeah. the Iron Man one. It was successful, and it was connected to a bigger one. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it that 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 really could have changed things. Um, yeah, which I think would be a fascinating. Look yeah. For a future episode. Uh, yes, we're gonna we're gonna. This all went wrong. We've an entire alternate history where like the biggest franchise in the history of entertainment is like um, uh, My Little Pony or something. <laughs> like, I don't know, like the what what would it be? GI Joe movies. Joe, the GI Joe movies become massive. Well, okay, what it is is like. The Transformers movies obviously were like big hits. The GI Joe, I guess they—I don't know how well they did in the big picture, but I know they had a sequel. But like the GI Joe movies and the Transformers movies all become like the Hasbro cinematic universe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, combined with the bar- the upcoming Barbie movie that's being directed by Noah Baumbach and Greta Ger- Gerwig, which is a real thing. <laughs> like I'm, I am honestly so, dude. Like, there's gonna be a Mattel Barbie movie directed by some combination of directed by and written by, um, uh. Uh, creative and romantic duo Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, two of my favorite directors and actor actress, uh, just separately, and it's starring Margot Robbie. Like, I honestly am so excited for this movie. I, I, like, I just think because it'd be funny, and also I want it to be a good movie. But it would be so funny. Like, this could. What if this were just like their best movie? Like, unambiguously, like it's just like a masterpiece. <laughs> you know what? And if it is, we'll be there to cover it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then that, the, and then like there's like the Hasbro universe, and they're like sort of rivals, like a Marvel DC thing with the Lego Movie universe. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm talking too much. No, it's uh, actually, we should we should in... into Toy Story four. Oh yeah, dude. Also, yeah, I didn't even see Toy Story. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I, I honestly, this is corny, but like I thought Toy Story three was like an incredible movie and like the good. best into a trilogy I'd ever seen, right. and like I was why just like, why make a fourth it? one? Yeah. Money. Okay. Anyway, so um, why make you have any clothes? Seven through nine, in money. Oh, yeah, garbage. Yeah, that's another. That's we should do that for another episode because yeah, I haven't seen Skywalker yet. I'll have to. Say, I I saw it. Let me sit in. Oh yeah. Hour. Obviously, I agree with the most of what people are saying. So yeah, of I course you do. Yeah, the opinions of others. <laughs> yeah. No. Me, me too. <laughs> I won't yeah. pretend otherwise. Um, but okay, yeah. So, closing thoughts on the Irishman before we get into our last, um, the thing you were gonna say and uh, our setting up for our next episode. Oh yeah. Okay. So last closing thoughts on the Irishman. Just watch it. It it it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's gonna take probably four hours because you're gonna want to break, right? I saw it all in one sitting, dog. So uh, I don't know if you guys, if you, if you if you take a break, you're officially less tough than me. <laughs> me. So like, you know, you should probably not take a break. <laughs> Just but, you know, like uh, uh, it is. Yeah. It's 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 
it's so good i'm sorry it's yeah so i thought i was amazing yeah. yeah one of the best movies i've ever seen um that's my favorite i would say like honestly i haven't seen all of scorsese's movies but like i've seen all the the famous ones um and i'm making way for the other ones which are still really good i would say the irishman now is my favorite scorsese wow. movie yeah, like it honestly yeah, yeah. No, it, it, uh, it, it deserves it it's yeah it's unbelievable it's a masterpiece yeah yeah it is a masterpiece so see it uh chat with us about it we'll probably set up all the usual stuff we do when yeah, we do something like this something like this uh I'm gonna. We ready to fill in our, our listeners, yeah, our, yeah, our, our, our new our new rabid fans, our all rabid our Cina heads, Cina, yeah, Cinephiles. <laughs> yeah, our file. F- yeah. Um, okay. So ne- obviously we got the end of the year and the end of the decade coming up. The end of the decade only comes so many times, and uh, as a fledgling media property, we're really trying to you know get some clout out there. I'm just kidding. We just top ten lists are fun. Like I said, like I said earlier, top ten lists are really fun. So um, all our cinephile fans out, all our cinephile files um uh we're gonna set up a uh, like a uh, a little google form um where we encourage you all to submit your personal ballot for the top 10 films of the decade uh 2010 to 2019 2010 yeah, to 19 we will not be bothering with any of this bullshit where people say that the decade ends next year actually yeah no that bullshit. is fake Shut yeah up. yeah go back to school uh, so like we're gonna have a google drive with that and we're also gonna have some categories for like uh, superlatives um and so we're gonna have like our ballots and then also like uh a uh cinephile file uh people's the people's choice um so you've seen the major websites you know like the the media conglomerates the lamestream media the fake news you've seen them put out their movie lists some were good some were bad we'll probably talk about a few of them talk about our favorite movies in retrospect and how the critics got it wrong and are fakes and should be replaced mm-hmm. by us exactly. um but we want to hear what you guys think too so and vote want- on our Vote. Go ahead. I want to know who are the winners and losers of the 2010s <laughs> movies. <laughs> All the stars are here. Um, so yeah, so we'll have a Google form up, and honestly, just vote and have fun with it, and then we will uh, read the results uh, on the next episode coming up after Christmas. So um, Merry Christmas, everyone! Yeah, Merry uh, Christmas. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far. Um, we appreciate it. Always appreciate, you know, keep, keep, if there's anything we can move, uh, learn from this movie, it's that, uh, being a mobster is super cool and you got to keep the family close. So, and, uh, it's, <laughs> it's that, and it's that Scorsese actually oh, endorses yeah. everything yeah, his protagonist does. <laughs> As should you. That's the point. Yeah. If you don't walk away from this movie wanting to murder somebody for disrespecting yeah. you. Yeah. Then you don't really get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, real Irishman heads, no. Um, but no, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, we, we hope to be back mm-hmm. soon. We, we, we will be back soon with the, yeah, Happy Hanukkah. We'll be back with the top 10 lists and a end of decade retrospective for our next episode. This has been Will and Alex. And you've been listening to The Cinephiles. Cinephiles. Signing off. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs>